0: We saw the number and it was just insane. It's literally doubling
1: what we're paying right now. We never expected that much of a hike. I me and that was
2: just a real shock to us.
3: This apartment is not worth $3,500. There is nothing worth $3,500 in New York City.
2: Rents in New York City are at an all-time high. In June 2022, citywide median asking rent reached $3,500. That's about a 35% increase from 2021. The median asking rent is $4,100 in Manhattan, $3,200 in Brooklyn, and $2,600 in Queens. Half the renters in New York City spend more than 30% of their income on rent, and a third of renters spend more than 50%.
3: My mom called me the other day and she's like, you're 31, you should own the property. And I literally said with what money, because it all
4: goes to my rent. In
2: 2021, New York City surpassed San Francisco as the most expensive city in the U.S. to rent a one-bedroom apartment. With the city entering the most competitive rental market in a decade, affordable housing is increasingly hard to find.
0: I'm going to filter for two bedrooms, which is what I'm living in right now, for $22.50, which is what I'm paying right now, in my current neighborhood. And there's nothing, literally no matches.
2: Some renters who got pandemic discounts are seeing their rent increase by at least 30%. For market rate apartments, rent increases aren't regulated, meaning landlords can charge as much as they think they can get on the open market.
1: My name is Casey Cleary, I'm 39 years old, and my rent went up $700.
3: My name is Thelma Rose Anon, I'm 32, and my rent increased
0: $1,100. My name is Ernestine Sue. I'm 23 years old and my rent increased by $2,100 a month.
2: So, what's causing these unprecedented rent hikes? And is there an end in sight?
5: New York's been expensive for a very long time, and it has to do with demand, right? People want to live here.
3: I saw an episode on Oprah with my mom about making a vision board. So I made one when I was 17
1: before college, and I had New York on there and Manhattan. Everything's here. You have all walks of life. Anything you want, any cuisine you want. You have Broadway, museums, everything.
5: Couple that with persistently low housing supply, and you have a recipe for extremely expensive city.
2: After the pandemic hit in March 2020, New York City's population dropped by about 340,000. Renters are fleeing New York City, leaving a record number of empty apartments in Manhattan. And as vacancies rise, rents are dropping. During this period, rental inventory reached levels not seen in over a decade. The last time rents in New York had had such a significant drop off was during the 2009 financial crisis.
3: When the pandemic happened, a lot of us Millennials, Gen Z. We kind of laugh that we are finally able to afford to live in the city that we love so much.
2: At the height of the pandemic, a third of listings in New York City were offering rental concessions in the form of one month or more of free rent.
4: Being a landlord in the beginning of the pandemic was quite scary. There were so many unknowns. And as New York City started to shut down, there was this concern, well, what about all of our units? Are, are tenants going to be able to pay rent? What's going to happen? We have a lot of expenses as small landlords. Our mortgages, our city bills.
2: Ernestine, a recent college grad from California, moved to New York in January 2021 to start her first job for CNBC's Fast Money.
0: New York City was empty at the time. People were away from the city.
2: She and her roommate found a two-bedroom apartment in Manhattan's East Village for $22.50.
0: We actually got a great deal. I believe we got like a month or two off of the rent. So our rent was actually discounted. And also our apartment has in-unit washer-dryer, which you don't find a lot in New York City, unless you're paying a premium.
2: Casey and her husband had been living in their Upper East Side one-bedroom apartment since 2015 and received a $450 rent cut during the pandemic.
1: We really strongly considered moving out and finding a new apartment, something with better space the same price, but our landlord actually came back and said, we'll lower the rent to X amount. So we were pretty happy.
2: Thelma has been living in New York since 2018. In 2020, she reached a personal milestone and got her own one-bedroom apartment.
3: So I found this apartment on Street Easy for 1882, and it was a one-bedroom, and I thought that was an incredible price because you can never find that in New York. So I instantly jumped onto it. And then it increased to 2,400 the next year. There's been a lot of times where I had oatmeal for dinner because I needed to pay my rent. And when the pandemic happened and I was able to not only find this place, but afford it because it became affordable, I was so excited. But that looming presence of rent increasing again was always in the back of my head.
2: In mid-2021, New York City began to come back to life as vaccines became available and restrictions were lifted. New York City is dead forever. That was the proclamation from Sun last year when sidewalks across the city emptied and many small businesses closed their doors for good. But new data today shows a reawakening. Rents soared as tenants lost the bargaining power that they had at the height of the pandemic.
4: I've been in the business thirteen years and I've never seen the rental market quite like this. I- I've seen it competitive, but not where there's
0: bidding wars for rental properties. My original rent was twenty two fifty, so they're saying if I want to renew the rent, it will be four thousand three hundred and ninety-five dollars. So yeah. <laughs> I actually did refresh my page because I thought this was
3: an error. And I looked at the number and I just started laughing. like I had to keep saying it out loud to myself because it was such a ridiculous number that I was like, this cannot be possible. This must be a joke.
1: When we got a new lease increase, we really wanted to talk to the landlord and discuss an option of, you know, can we negotiate a little bit or is there any wiggle room? And they just wrote back within 15 minutes saying no, that they already gave us a preferred rate of that $700 increase. So they were not willing to budge on negotiations at all. We didn't think our apartment was worth 2700 It's small and it doesn't really have all the amenities. The a fourth floor walk-up. The $2,700 is also our preferred rate, where it's actually at 3100
5: Now, with inventory very low, landlords can charge much higher rates and certainly make up some of the losses that they incurred during the pandemic.
4: I think some of the misconceptions that people have about New York City landlords is that every single one is a huge institution just re- reaping in profits. When in reality, there are a lot of small landlords, especially throughout Brooklyn and Queens, who maybe they live in one unit and rent out the other. And they're dependent on these renters to, you know, offset their mortgage and expenses.
2: Of the city's nearly 3.6 million units, two-thirds are rentals. About one million are rent stabilized, meaning that rents can only be increased by a fixed amount each year. But even those lucky enough to be living in rent-stabilized units are seeing larger-than-usual rent increases. In June 2022, the New York City Rent Guidelines Board approved a 3.25% increase on one-year leases and a 5% increase on two-year leases. The highest rent hike in nearly a decade. The
5: fastest-growing borough has been Manhattan in terms of prices. Manhattan was also the hardest hit, and now we're seeing prices that are higher than 40% year-over-year. That would have been something I thought was a typo years ago, but is now a sad reality for people living in Manhattan and trying to cope.
3: If I'm already checking off the boxes of what makes a great tenant, I have a full-time job, I make over six figures, I'm single, quiet, and I can't
0: even afford to live here, who is the housing market for? So right when we received the
1: lease renewal in the mail, we just knew immediately we're not going to do this. We actually found a great one that we liked. It was over in Kew Gardens in Queens. We started to put an application in, and later that day, I was laid off from my position and my role, and you know anybody that knows New York City, you need proof of employment, an offer letter, pay stubs, and at that point, I didn't have any of that.
2: Casey and her husband left their Upper East Side apartment and moved into an Airbnb in the Bronx.
1: We thought that that was the best choice for us because it allowed for a lot of flexibility. They do offer short-term leases, which was really nice. It was almost like a sublet. We said no to $700 and, you know, we did think about that, but I think in retrospect, I would have done a little bit more research and look for different apartments and put a little bit more effort into making a decision before we actually just said no to our landlord. We realized that after it was all said and done, the Airbnb itself really costs just about as much as the rent increase would have been at that 2700 As I apartment hunt, I grow frustrated because I
3: see very blatantly the benefits of what boroughs have and what other boroughs don't. Like, what do I give up? Do I give up having access to be able to get food easily? Or do I give up being able to walk to a doctor? Do I give up my safety
0: because some neighborhoods are safer than others? For a whole week, I was just breaking down, looking at the prices. One night, I literally called my mom, and I was like, Mom, I feel like a failure. I can't even afford living in this city. We've already put in one deposit, so ideally we don't go past another one. Is the agent here yet? Could you picture a full bed in here with your desk? Yeah, I feel like my desk would fit here, and then like I could have a full bed, but then like I need something for my closet. I love it, but I am i don't know if I can afford it, honestly. So my roommate and I saw three or four apartments before finding the one that we have now um, that we just got approved for. And that process was insane. We actually applied to apartments that we didn't even know if we wanted to live in just for backup, for safety, because it was just so competitive. There is even an apartment where we had to put in a $1,000 deposit just for our application to be considered. You know, as a real estate agent throughout, you know, Manhattan, Brooklyn and Queens, we're seeing that
4: apartments are on the market for less than a week and they would be rented at the first showing or first open house. The fastest listing that I had rented was in Bed-Stuy and it had a backyard. It was a two bedroom rental with a backyard. We had previously rented it for 2700 We put it on the market for 3000 and we had close to 75 people at the first open house and it rented that day, and I think it rented for 3600
2: Another challenge for New Yorkers is the requirement that they earn 40 times the rent when applying for an apartment. With the median asking rent in Manhattan around $4,000, that means the minimum income to qualify for an apartment at that price is $160,000. The median household income in New York City is $67,000. If an applicant doesn't meet this requirement, they need to find a guarantor who makes at least 80 times the rent to co-sign their lease.
0: So my roommate and I toured this apartment. It was $4,800 for two bedrooms and one bathroom in downtown Brooklyn. And it had everything that we wanted, but we didn't meet the criteria of making 40 times the rent in our income. When I first moved into this apartment, it was $1,882 a month, and I
3: was making sixty-five dollars I was very privileged enough to afford that rent requirement, but because it wasn't 40 times that, I needed a guarantor. That is something that was both embarrassing to deal with as a 29 year old who, you know, with a master's degree, you know, I proved I can make it on my own, but here is a roadblock that doesn't make sense and seems to be very classist to push certain people out.
5: With inventory rising right now, we're seeing a lot of that inventory come from people who are getting priced out of their pandemic deals. About a third of the inventory in the city right now is coming from those people.
1: We've thought about Jersey City, which is really cool. It's not out of the question. I mean, those are all really close to New York. Um, It's just kind of like a wait and see kind of thing. But we're willing to do, you know, Brooklyn, Queens. I mean.
2: Casey is waiting until she finds a new job before starting her apartment hunt again.
1: There's so many remote opportunities now. Who knows where I'll end up? Um, It could be in New York. I could be in Boston or Philadelphia. Um, But I'm really open to anything, so. And here's my resume. Just kidding.
2: Thelma's lease ends in September 2022. She won't be renewing.
3: You know, I remember the beginning of the pandemic, how scary that was. And um, how... I mean, if you were here, it was very empty and scary. Um, So... To see New York come alive again has been incredible. And then to not even be able to continue to experience that joy simply because I can't afford to live here is, it's ridiculous, because I'm like, okay, then what's next? It is looking more like I'm going to put my stuff in storage and go to Europe and work remotely there and hope that housing calms down in New York.
2: Thelma ended up buying a one-way ticket to London.
3: Hopefully I can come back once the market has cooled down a little bit and I can find a spot or, I don't know, maybe I'll officially become a London girl.
0: (laughs) Who knows?
2: Ernestine is moving to Brooklyn with her roommate. Her portion of the rent will be $2,200.
0: I love it. (laughs) Originally, I was very against Brooklyn, but I actually love this area. I like this area more than where I originally I'm living right now in East Village. Uh, I love how it's like right by the water and there's so many cute restaurants around and it just seems like it's like easier access to like healthy things I could do in everyday life. So when we signed this lease for our new apartment, the upfront costs were $10,000 that's including the security deposit and that's including first month's rent. But the thing that really threw us off was the broker's fee, which was $2,000. I had to dig into my savings and my savings literally like, big chunk of it just went away. So I'm just going to have to change my lifestyle a little bit and you know, save where I can. So it's just little compromises I have to make. Um, it's just all compromises.
1: It's really an odd feeling not having a set place right now and just really kind of feeling like a nomad. So it's hard to think about where I'm going to be in a few months and where we're going to be settled in. And also my cat. I want to make sure my cat's happy.
5: It really does come down to supply and demand. There's a lot of people who want to live in New York and the amount of apartments in New York, there's just not that many of them. And that imbalance right there is going to cause the odd affordability that we're seeing across the city.
3: The finish line keeps moving, and I'm like, what is the purpose of me running this race anymore?
2: With the U.S. economy on shaky ground, there's a chance that New York City rents could start to normalize. We're gonna to have to
5: see a lot of inventory come online. So that'd be people moving out of the city or a large rash of construction being built or there's something going on with the demand side. If there's a ton of job losses, like in a recession, things like that, where people just couldn't afford what they could afford before, then that would also lead to prices to fall as well. So one of these two things has to budge.
4: The scales are starting to tip into buying. Um, so if you look at that rent versus buy analysis, I think, you know, as rents are at an all-time high, it's really worth looking at why am I spending $5,000 to rent when I could own the same apartment for less.
0: I think the hardest part during this process was the mental strain that it took on me. It was hard to choose between whether I wanted to pay the premium of New York City for the opportunities that
1: you get here, or you know just move home and save my money. I'm optimistic. I think this is a temporary fix and something's going to break. I think that at some point, the mayor is going to have to do something and we'll have more opportunities and more apartments out there.
3: Being able to have this for two years has been so uplifting and so inspiring. I feel almost unstoppable and I feel so grateful and I see New York coming alive, but at the same time New York is coming alive, I'm being pushed out at the same time. You know, New York tough is a saying and it's true, but I feel like we're being beat down and you can only be as tough as you can.